0: This podcast discusses cannabis and is intended for audiences 21 and over. I make
1: pickle plates. I pickle everything that you can imagine. Like, um, let me think of the weird ones. Like I pickled green walnuts and I pickle um, cherries. So when I'm really high, I'll make this pickle platter. Literally is making my mouth water thinking about it right now. And then I like to do a little bit of goat cheese. In the middle, so then I'll dip the pickles on the goat cheese and eat it like that. Like, I don't need dinner if I'm high. If I have my pickle platter, everything is all right in the world.
0: Welcome back to How to Do the Pot. I'm Ellen Scanlon. You just heard Chef Michelle Fox share her favorite thing to eat when she's high. Michelle is a native Brazilian, a farmer, and the development manager for Food Bay TV, a food and lifestyle network in Africa. On today's show, we'll give you a little history lesson about pot brownies, share tips for cooking with weed from Chef Michelle and from Amanda Jackson, a California-based chef from the Netflix show Cooked with Cannabis. We'll also get you started with some easy-to-make recipes. Do you get How to Do the Pot's newsletter? You can sign up at dothepot.com, and please also follow along on all our socials. And as always, if you like How to Do the Pot, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps more people find the show. In episode 69, we shared a lot of tips if you're new to cooking with cannabis. Here's a recap. Relax and have fun. You get to decide how intoxicating to make your food. Consider how you want to feel, and remember that when you eat cannabis, it can take one to two hours to feel the effects. Find a good cookbook that will explain the amount of cannabis to put in your recipe, and it's probably a good idea to microdose as you're figuring it out. The best way to choose your strain is to smell it, a lot like with wine. Keep tabs on the THC level of the strain so you know how potent your food will be. And don't forget to cook the weed. You have to decarboxylate or heat the cannabis in order to feel any intoxicating effects. Believe it or not, brownies actually play a central role in the cannabis legalization movement. In the early days of the AIDS epidemic in the 1980s, a woman named Mary Rathbun started baking pot brownies for patients in San Francisco. She soon became known as Brownie Mary and became internationally famous when the police arrested her multiple times for helping dying patients. A few years ago, I went to an event at UC Berkeley with a pioneering AIDS doctor who worked with Brownie Mary, and that's where I first heard about her. The doctor told a story of being at a conference in Europe and seeing her arrest on all the TVs at the airport on his way home. He called it a watershed moment for cannabis and the start of it being accepted as a plant with medical value. So back to cooking and to eBay. I found a hard copy of Brownie Mary's marijuana cookbook, that's the name, published in 1996 and co-written by Dennis Perrone, another legend in the cannabis industry. Brownie Mary and Dennis Perrone were crucial advocates for California's 1996 medical cannabis law, which was the first in the nation. It's a gem of a book, and I'll post an article about Brownie Mary in the show notes and a photo of the cookbook on Do The Pot's Instagram. So how do chefs make their way to cannabis? Chef Michelle Lee started cooking for herself and friends and then figured out the dosing that makes a great meal by catering a cannabis-themed wedding.
1: I like to just kind of fill it in a little bit. So I was, I started to figure it out, like how to cook with cannabis um, in a way that didn't feel super overwhelming. And for about two years, I cooked for me and my friends, um, just kind of, you know, test kitchen style. And then in 2012, um, I catered um, this intimate wedding, like the entire wedding was related to cannabis. And there was like a big old platter with joints in it. And there was no cake, it was all like donuts. And so it was really fun. And you know, in a wedding, for example, you can't just get so blazed that you need to go to sleep, you know, so I made a lot of uh, CBD oils, CBD butter. um, And then on the THC side, just a little bit of THC through the entire course, but then a lot of eating the bud in the green state without being decarboxylated which means it's just really kind of like a vegetable in a way, you know, a flower. And it doesn't get you high, but it gets you aware. You know, if you're starting in a course, a seven course, and you have consumed a total of 20, 30 milligrams, let's say, of THC, I would make a dessert with probably 50, 60, 70, 80 milligrams of CBD at the end. It's really important because CBD balances THC. So if you consume just a little more of CBD on top of the THC, it kind of balances you out and it doesn't get you
0: too high. Chef Amanda moved from Georgia to California so she could cook and build her business in a state with legal cannabis. Now she teaches chefs and home cooks how to modernize cannabis cooking and what that fusion means for traditional foods. Teaching
2: A, how to explore food in an honorable way that does not, you know, forget the humanity in the hands that make it. And B, like how to modernize that food with honor to the cultures that we take from. We included uh, cannabis in it because we were modernizing. And especially with food from the Black American South, I do loads of things with grits. I love grits. A modernization for me might be taking crab grits and I might actually deconstruct it. Or I might make something like an arancini ball that's a bit different. You know, I might use a pesto I don't live in the South anymore. I live in Long Beach. So my food technically is a Southern Cali fusion. Literally, I now have to eat based on my new geography. So there are things that I have here that I didn't have back home all the time and some things that I don't have here that I used to have back home. And even when I order those things, you know, I'm still using California produce. There are those little changes that get made. and It's really honoring that fusion.
0: The crucial part of cooking with weed is that you have to actually cook the weed, or decarboxylate it, to bring on the effects of the THC. And be warned, it is going to smell up your kitchen. Can you just throw the weed onto a cookie sheet, or do you need to grind it? Seems to be personal preference whether you grind the weed before or after cooking it. Whatever you decide, experts recommend grinding it to about the same consistency you would use for a joint you can use a grinder, scissors, or your hands. And after it's cooked, you're going to be straining it probably with a cheesecloth, so don't make it too fine. There are a few ways that chefs recommend starting to cook with cannabis, and infusions in oil or butter are the easiest place to start. Chef Michelle Lee says salad dressing is a great first-time cannabis food to make, and she shares how she infuses the oil.
1: I make this green goddess dressing. I infuse uh, olive oil with decarboxylated CBD flour and then just green THC flour. I don't put it in the oven. So I put a bunch of bud in a jar and I fill it with olive oil and I let that infuse for a few days. You can find that a line of green goddess um, dressing is a pretty common standard salad dressing. And then I just use the olive oil that is infused with uh, cannabis instead of regular olive oil. And then I use that green dressing to obviously make salads um, as a dipping sauce. You can rub it on chicken, pork, steak, and let it marinate and then, you, you know, fry it after. So yeah, I, I use that green goddess in so many ways. And you can use the same idea um, for any dressing that you're going to make.
0: For today's high five, how to make food with weed. Number one, decarboxylate it. Chef Amanda's tip is to preheat the oven to 225 and place the buds of cannabis on a parchment lined baking sheet. Let it bake for 20 to 25 minutes or until it's very fragrant. Be careful not to allow the cannabis to burn. A good oven thermometer is useful to keep an eye on the consistency of the temperature. It will be a deep brownish green color when it has decarboxylated. Cannabis cookbooks and Google are a great help here as your oven and the quality of your cannabis play a role in the timing. Number two, infuse it. Once the weed has been decarboxylated, it can be infused with coconut oil, olive oil, really any kind of oil or butter. Depending on the process you use, it can take between four to six hours and requires checking it frequently, about every 30 minutes. A slow cooker can make this a lot less labor intensive. Then you'll need to strain it with a cheesecloth or a metal strainer. Cookbooks like The Art of Weed Butter and The 420 Gourmet break down all your options and provide recipes for how the infused oil or butter can be used in all kinds of yummy dishes. Number three, label it. On episode 12 of How to Do the Pot, etiquette expert Lizzie Post reminds us how important it is to let people know if weed is in any food. When you eat cannabis, the high lasts a lot longer than when you smoke it like four to eight hours longer, depending on the dose. Once it's clearly labeled, store it in a tightly sealed container or a glass jar. Number four, time it out. Think about how you want to pace the meal. It may help to compare it to alcohol. You probably wouldn't serve each guest a bottle of tequila with appetizers. Allow each person to choose how much cannabis to consume by maybe infusing a sauce that can be added to your meal and save some high CBD strains for dessert goodies so your guests come down a bit before they head home. Number five, get started. Chef Amanda gave us her recipes for canna butter and her Cheddar Bay Biscuits, and Chef Michelle Lee gave us a recipe for pickled maraschino cannabis cocktails. We are also so grateful to Chef Cynthia Sestito of Netflix Cooked with Cannabis for her recipes for chocolate sauce and her can of jammy jam. And to Chef Andy Leon from the Netflix show Cooking on High for her recipe for rose cannabis granola bars. Visit DoThePot.com for all of these great recipes. Hopefully these tips will help you in your home kitchen, and we'd love to hear from you. What are your favorite ways to infuse cannabis? Your favorite strains for making food with weed, and do you have any favorite recipes? Reach out to us at Hi at DoThePot.com or DM us at DoThePot. We'd love to share your tips in a future episode. Today's strain is one of Chef Amanda's favorites, GSC, formerly known as Girl Scout Cookies. GSC is an intoxicating strain with high THC levels. It brings on an inspired mind and a fully relaxed body and is good for experienced consumers. You will feel high from this strain. GSC is a cross between OG Kush and Durban Poison, and all three are on How to Do the Pots list of 12 essential strains for women, so check out those episodes gsc helps with stress and pain relief and is likely to make you hungry and may bring on dry eyes and dry mouth in episode 64 dr june chin recommends drinking an elderberry or chamomile tea to limit those effects pay attention to dosage or you may find yourself very relaxed and couch locked if you can smell it you'll notice a sweet and earthy smell and in most dispensaries gsc is listed as a hybrid and for today's podcast picks I Like Women Who Travel, hosted by Condé Nast Traveler editors Lali Arikoglu and Meredith Carey. Listen to the episode with musician Michelle Zahner, a.k.a. Japanese Breakfast, on childhood trips to Korea and the food that shaped her. For a How to Do the Pot recommendation, Weed and Grub, hosted by Mike Glazer and Mary Jane Gibson, cooking on TV and decolonizing cannabis with chef Amanda Jackson. Thank you for listening to How to Do the Pot. For lots more information and past episodes, visit us at dothepot.com. Thanks to Maddie Fair, our brand manager, and our producer, Nick Petrie. I'm Ellen Scanlon, and we'll be back soon with more of How to Do the Pot.